three, two, one, let's go. I'm so glad to have you back at Mission Forge. This is Bobby Jankovic. I'm the broker of Remax Capital. This is where iron sharpens iron. Thanks for forging ahead with me today. And today I've got a topic for all my listing agents. And you buyer's agents, you want to pay attention to. It's going to impact a lot of you. Some of you, not so much. All right, well, listen, here's a setting of the table. If you are uh, a listing agent or a buyer's agent, pay attention here because there's a, a pretty well-known stat out there that of all the people who buy a house, 88% of those people would use the buyer's agent that they used again. They would do that because they had a pretty decent experience. However... There is another sad fact to go along with that. Only 11% actually do use the same realtor again. Huh. Wow. That's, um, that's pretty sad. And what that tells me is about 75, 77, you know, give or take some... So you're you're ghosting your clients, all right? You you close on on the house, your buyers, and and you don't talk to them again. You don't stay in touch with them. So what does this mean? Well, it means you got to up your game, okay? If you're listening to the podcast, it's probably not a big stretch for you. If you're not listening, that's where I want to start talking to the listing agents, all right? All right. So this is an opportunity for you listing agents to basically build your sphere out twice as fast as you would, all right? Because you do a good job for your client, you act professionally, and you make an impression with that buyer, and that buyer happens to also get ghosted, then they're ripe for the picking and becoming part of your sphere. So let's talk about that. Um, you know... I, I went ahead and thought, you know, we gotta we gotta be ethical here. You know, we're realtors, and uh, so you know, turn to the code. Just make sure everything is above board and kosher. So I'm gonna, you know, the the code is very interesting. Uh, it's long. Uh, a lot of this falls in what I I call SOP 16, Standard Practice 16, and and what it basically says is. Um, as SOP 16 does seem to mainly deal with sellers of property, but let's, let's apply it to all, all, uh, buyers and sellers, um, realtors shall not engage in any practice or take any action inconsistent with exclusive representation or exclusive brokerage relationships that other realtors have with clients. And so basically we all kind of agree. We're not going to go after each other's clients. Okay. Fair enough. Right. That's what kind of separates us. Um, you know, from the crowd, okay? Um, but standard of practice 16 is not intended to prohibit aggressive or innovative business practices, which are otherwise ethical. 
Um, it's intended to recognize as unethical two basic types of solicitations. Okay, first of all would be telephone or personal solicitations of property owners who have been identified by real estate sign or multiple listing compilation. So if I drive up and down Main Street and I see, okay, I'm calling Jack's client, I'm calling Sally's client, I'm calling Billy's client, and I'm going to offer them to do a better job. Okay, you can't, we don't do that. We're going to, we're not going to do that. We're, we're going to avoid that type of behavior. And just similar, we are not going to, um, we're not going to send them information in the mail or, or do anything like that. And we're also not going to use our multiple listing service in, in that same capacity. Um, the second type of solicitation we're going to avoid is mail or other forms of written solicitations of prospects whose properties are exclusively listed with another realtor, such as solicitation, such when such solicitations are not part of a general mailing. So that means if you blanket um, an entire subdivision, um, you don't really have the ability to exclude out certain um, homes that might happen to be listed. So Th that is okay. If you're just saying, uh, hey, I'm, you know, my name's, you know, Billy Joe, and, uh, you know, I'm a realtor, check me out. And it happens to go to somebody's house who's listed. That's not prohibited, okay? Um, because you're not targeting that specific person. All right. Uh, next, the article does not preclude realtors from contacting the client of another broker for the purposes of offering or entering into a contract to provide a different type of real estate service unrelated to the type of service that's currently being provided. All right, fair enough. Well, it basically says your, your, your exclusive agreement to operate with that client is defined to a specific task. Um, I'm not aware of broad-based uh, agreements that allow um, a realtor to serve all needs of a client. I have not seen that before. Usually they're very well defined to a specific activity such as listing, uh, property management, purchase, um, those types of things. So we're not prohibited from seeking business of each other's clients for different types of real estate. Could be, for instance, going from residential to commercial. Um, and then lastly, the fact that a prospect has retained a realtor as an exclusive rep or an exclusive broker in a past transaction does not preclude other realtors from seeking such prospects, uh, future business. Okay. So it's fair game when the deal's over. Um, all right, there's your table setting. So as a listing agent, I want you to consider as a service to your seller, keep that in mind because that is important. As a service to your seller, one of your marketing tools will be to provide a buyer book. Okay, and that buyer book is going to be a way to communicate with the different consumers and provide value to the seller by also sharing important information that's relevant to the house, to the house, relevant to the home in a book form, you know, like a, think of like a three ring binder. Okay. Um, and actually these are fairly common. Um, 
but here's where I want you to take it seriously. You know, you want this book to be so good, all right, that it is not going to go anywhere. If you take it, if you take this seriously and create some real solid content, that house is going to close and that book is going to stay on the counter, be in the cabinet. It's going to be a grab go-to type of piece of material. And, and here's the thing. If, if that buyer's agent is not ghosting that client, then they're going to have the book and they're going to maintain their relationship with their, with their, uh, their customer, their client. Okay. And they're just going to have a valuable piece of information that you've left behind. Okay. But if, as we know by the numbers, the alternate scenario happens, the closing happens, your valuable book remains behind buyer's agent ghosts the ghosts, the client, you've got a nice foot in the door. You've got a piece of valuable content there and you've got something on which you can build a relationship and expand your sphere. Okay. So I don't want you to heavily brand this buyer's book to you. You know, it's got to have your information in there, obviously, because you're the listing agent and, and you will, you know, proudly put it in there, but in, in a, in a non, um, gaudy way, you know, you, you don't want to, this isn't about self-promotion. All right. This is about providing value to a consumer. Okay. As a service to your seller. Okay. Because they're going to flip through this book. They're going to see information. Let's talk about what would we put in the book? Let's tie it back to a listing activity. Okay. Because at its core, that's what it is. You know, the best things in real estate do more than one thing. You know, leverage is the key to abundance. Leverage is the key to abundance. So we want to do, when we're taking action, we want to take multiple actions. And if you think ahead of time, sometimes you can take one action and accomplish different, different tasks. All right. We've all heard, is it better to hit two birds with one stone? So in serving our seller and marketing our listing, what are we going to put in this book? Well, one of the most common things I see is utility information. All right. People love to know what is it going to cost me to run this house? You know, how much is the water bill? How much is the gas bill? How much is the electric bill? You know, is there a recycling charge? All right. Is there sewer? All these things. And, and consider running seasonal bills. You know, the more information you put out there, the better. You don't want to put all 12 bills from the power company. You don't want to overdo it, okay? Because then they're going to flip through and they're going to be like, well, boy, this seems fun, okay? Put in a couple of representative bills for each utility. Make it, make it uh, quick and easy to look at. You know, circle, highlight. Don't make them search, all right? And, I, and, and in my head, you're using the, the, the sleeves, you know, the plastic sleeves where you can kind of put front to back, you know, flip, see, flip, see, they can pull stuff out, put stuff in. Okay. That's just what I'm thinking. You might have a, you know, creativity here is going to be important. You might have a better idea. And if you do, I hope you share it. All right. Any warranties on any, anything that, um, you know, if you're providing, if the seller's providing home warranty, it goes in that book. Make it real easy for the buyer of the house to 
pick up that phone, pick up that book, see if the issue's covered, have that have that thing come out, that problem come out and taken care of. That alone will keep the book in the house. But there's always a warranty on a dishwasher or a stove or a ceiling fan or windows. Uh, all these things come to mind. That information should go in the book. Now, if it's kind of boring type warranty information, go ahead and put it in the back of the book. All right. I'm not doing front to back here. Okay. All right. You want to put any home specific information in there. And this could be created by your owner. You know, if they've typed up a list of upgrades or, you know, special seasonal things that need to be done, you know, don't cut over this area during the spring because that's when the whatever comes up. You know, that's where you want to have all that. Sometimes I've seen homeowners provide photos of the flower beds, um, what the house looks like when it snows, um, things such as this. Um, you want, might want to provide school information. You might want to provide popular HOA contacts. How do I get in touch with the pool person? What if I need to talk to somebody about putting in a fence? You know, I know they have an HOA disclosure packet, but those things are like uh, encyclopedias. Give them the nuts and bolts, popular emails, okay? Now we get into the other stuff where you can really kind of separate yourself out and make this a, a daily, weekly, utilized reference book, okay? What do people want when they come to a new area? Okay, well... They want to do f new fun things. They want to go out to eat. They want to go to attractions. They want to do popular events. They want to check out the hotspots. They might want to know where they get the pizza from, all this stuff. So you need to think this is where your realtor hat, your creativity hat comes into play. What is it that you would want to convey to somebody? All right. You know, here in town, you know, we, we got so many different theme park type activities you know, you've got your Bush Gardens, you've got your Great uh, Great Wolf Lodge, uh, Water Country USA. There's lots of ins and outs to these tickets and the seasons and the different events they have during the year. When does Hallow Scream start? When is it time for Christmas Town? When does the water park open and close? Where's the best place to park? What's the best avenue for tickets and parking? You know all this stuff, okay? So you're either going to summarize it and provide it or, you know, print something out. You package it. You put it together. Popular events. When is, what's the second Sundays? Okay. It's a local market that we have. When's the farmer's market? Where's the farmer's market? Where should I park? What time is the farmer's market? You know, um, what's the grand illumination? Is it worth my time? You know, when do the students come to town? All these, all these things. Should I go to check out a football game? How about um, a list of craft breweries and wineries? Yeah, please, let's do that. What's the one beer you can't miss? Hello, Flyaway. All right, put that in there. Make it attractive. Make it hard to ignore. Okay. What are the good restaurants? What are the really good restaurants where you probably would have, you come into town as a stranger, you, you would have no idea. You'd never go there. Take them there in your book, all right? Take them there and suggest the can't-miss appetizer or, you know, your favorite server 
ask for, you know, Sally. You got to get Joe. He works on Tuesdays. You know, tell, tell Bill, you know, at the bar I said hi. Stuff like that, all right? Connect them to the experience. People love that. And rightfully so. There's nothing like walking into a new experience, being able to, to connect like that. You can do that. All right? Shopping. Okay, shopping's a huge deal around everywhere, but around here, we get a lot of tourism based on shopping. Tell me about the outlets. You know? Tell me... Tell me where to park. Tell me when to go. When's the best time? When's, when's to avoid? When should I avoid the outlets? Okay, hello, Black Friday. Okay, that's true anywhere, but you know what I'm saying? Give them some local flavor. Pizza delivery. Your favorite pizza place. Have a code. You know, go check out, go talk to the owner, Sal. Say, hey, Sal, I'm going to, you know, have a code, you know. And when they people call up and say, you know, Bobby J, it's on Bobby J, send me the bill. I'll pay for it, not to exceed whatever, you know. One time only, moving night, you know, something like that. That book is not going anywhere, Okay. And then when they get ghosted, which they will, as the numbers show, 88% would use you again, buyer's agents, but only 11 do because your absentee, your absentee agents, that means your clients are ripe for the picking. And this buyer book is a great way to expand your sphere, people. All right, it's not an immediate source of business, is it? So it's not very popular. But if you want to serve your seller, help market the house, grow your business going forward, this is a, an idea of, I don't want to say brilliance, okay? I didn't invent the idea, so I can call it brilliant, not like I'm trying to set myself up as brilliant. But it is a stroke of genius, you know? It, it's, it's hitting on a lot of things. You get to promote some of your favorite businesses. You get to help out your client, and you're building your business in the future. Okay, once the house closes... Now you can start in regular drip campaigns because that client relationship is over and you can now engage. And you can do so because you've got a foot in the door in the house that they bought. Wow. Thanks for forging ahead with me today. I hope you found that valuable and I hope you utilize it and it grows your business. Check me out on Facebook, Mission Forge is my group and I encourage you to check it out and share content that will help everybody get a little bit better at their job in real estate. Thanks everybody.